Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Unqualified Huddle. It's myself, Simon. I'm here with Shamo and Chanel. Hi guys, how are you doing? We're all good. It's uh, that time of the year where we need something to talk about, isn't it, really? Um, whether it's politics and oh, elections no. here in the UK. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> or the yeah, NFL. <laughs> I mean, the, the, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't the first thing that came to mind. But it's, it's summer. I feel, I feel good. I feel good. The draft is done. We can start talking about actual football now. Look forward to well, training camp. Well, sort of. I mean, there's still like another three months to go before the <laughs> NFL. Yeah, to ruin it. Well, you know, just being just being pragmatic. How's the how's the house moved gone? Have you moved in yet, or are you still <laughs> in the renovation stage? Still in the same stage as last time. Waiting on the damn painter to finish his job. If you're listening, painter, sorry, but this no, is no, the... no, no, don't apologise. He needs to pull his finger out. <laughs> get on with it get on with it now goodness me how long yeah, okay. is this he's guy? just speaking on. on our behalf in, in a <laughs> less political way it, painters it, in the midlands area hit us up yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and anyone needs some work these boys are looking all right anyway let's let's crack on let's crack on so what we're gonna do we've got a new series coming to you basically it's it's a dragon's den style i guess of uh, a series how it works we, we're gonna get a random nfl team um not one that's predetermined we're gonna we're gonna randomize it now uh we're gonna have 10 minutes to do our research on this team and then after that 10 minutes is done we're gonna pitch to the other two on where we think this team's gonna be and how they're gonna get there and then at that point the other boys are gonna decide whether or not we're spitting truths or if we are in the bin and talking rubbish. So, are you two ready to find out what teams you're going to do? You've got your researching hats on. Let's go. Don't need My heart is research. beating loud. <laughs> so, who wants to have their team first? Go for it. I'll, I'll hit me. Oh, Shan. I like this, though. Better off. I hope this is random. Teams. Yeah, we'll spin in, mate. We'll spin in. He's going to give me the Rams, ain't he? You have got the New York Jets. Oh, that's easy. Not um, Super Bowl, here we come. <laughs> Sham, I'll spin the wheel again for you. Here we go. We'll add in wheel spinning sounds, obviously. Um, oh, oh, this is interesting. You have got the New York Giants. Okay. And uh, me, That's going to be a tough sell. Me, myself and I, I will take... He's getting New Orleans Saints. <laughs> no, but another team in my division, I will take the Carolina Panthers. So these are the three teams. So now we will do our 10 minutes of research. And once we've done that, we will hit you back. So see you in a minute. And we're back. Research done. Here we go. We're going to pitch to each other what we think these teams are going to be able to do, what they're going to be able to achieve this year. We're going to start with Sham. He's going to come at us with his thoughts on the New York Jets. Giants. The New York Giants. (laughs) So I've got the New York Giants. Um, Wow. Schedule is out in three days' time, guys. It's 9th of May. But you look at who they're playing. In my opinion, the New York Giants are going 7 and 10. What? Yeah. On, I like it. I don't I know like if it. you think that's good or bad. I like it. But they got Daniel Jones still at quarterback. But let's look at the teams they're going to whoop. They're going to beat up the Chicago Bears. They're going to beat up the Carolina Panthers. They're going to beat up Simon's team, the Detroit Lions. They're going to beat up 
the Houston Texans and they're going to beat Jacksonville Jaguars. Brian Dayball is a reason you should be excited for this team. Wait, you just said the Giants are going to be the Jaguars. Your Jaguars. Yeah, I know. Daniel Jones being Trevor Lawrence. It's more than that. I'm going to give you the reasons why here. You look on both sides of the ball. The Giants knocked it out of the park with their draft pick, right? We talked about it previously. We love that Kayvon Thibodeau, Evan Neal pickup. They've got Aziz Ojulari, who had eight sacks as a rookie last year, in an awful team. Remember that? Team that was always playing behind. They're not going to get many sacking options. They've got talent. They've got Kadarius Tony who's back. They've got a competent head coach. Have, in terms have you, of offensive have you heard the money. stories coming out of uh, Giants about Tony? They don't like him. He didn't show up to voluntary... Uh, well, workouts. he didn't show up didn't for the first day. Workouts. He showed yeah. up after. The man missed half of last year. He needs all the help he can get. But that the talent is there. Him and their draft pick, Wandale Robinson, who's a Kadari's Tony light, with Kenny Golladay, is an exciting receiving group. Saquon Barkley, what did, back what, with the beefed-up O-line. What did, Kenny, what did Kenny Golladay do last year? Though? You're just naming plays at this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kenny Golladay, out goes Jason Garrett. Who needs him as the OC? In comes Brian Dable and Mike Kafka. A great offensive mind <laughs> room there. We we don't want to see more Jason Garrett offensive football. Let's face it. But they've let's admit here, Brian Dable likes his deep shots as an OC. We see all saw what he did with Josh Allen and the Bills. Now you've picked they picked up John Feliciano from Buffalo on the O line. Mark Glowinski. Add him into the O line. Get you're, Evan Neal. Daniel names. Jones is gonna have plenty of time in that pocket. Andrew Thomas, Evan Neal, that's a great bookend tackle situation. They've got explosive receivers. Their defense have got two explosive edge rushers. They've still got Leonard Williams. The bad news, though, for the Giants fans, cornerbacks, right? Five minutes ago, they just released James Bradbury. Well, I don't think it's just cornerbacks, is it? They're like that whole secondary in general is not, is not very well, good. Well, Adoree Jackson, I like him. I like, you know, the safety. Uh, we, um, let, let's rewind for about a year ago when we had a Julian conversation Love. about Adore Jackson and you two ripped the hell out of well, me. Yeah, okay. I admit, I'm not a huge Adore Jackson fan, but he's got the hype. And I'm all about the hype right now for the uh, New York Giants. What hype? <laughs> <laughs> no really fast cornerback. Played well in spurts in his, in, um, in his career. That is the hype. New start, fresh start away from Tennessee. I'm just hoping that helps him. But the pass rushers will help him. Leonard Williams. Kate next to Kayvon Thibodeau. Again. Are you kidding me? His name and names again. Hey, this, this is how he pitches. He, he tells you his names. He gives you the players' names. That's it. That's, well, that's how. I've also gave you their roster. But then, let's face it, they could beat the Washington Commanders in that division. Seven wins is a step up. In, in the first-year head coach, GM combination, they're building that foundation. Wait, okay, okay. Let's rewind, let's rewind. You're, you're naming Saquon Barkley, who you do not rate at all. You probably think he doesn't even, even deserve to be in the NFL. You're oh, naming give me a break. Kenny Galladay, who, let's face it, is not a number one wide receiver. Kadaris Tony, who is a poor man's Odell Beckham Jr. Daniel Jones... Uh, uh, I think what we're seeing from this is Chanel's not happy with your pitches, Sham. <laughs> well, Dan- Daniel Jones Shan, arguably Shan. the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. Daniel Jones might be the issue, and that's why they're only winning seven. But they've got Saquon Barkley and Matt Brader can be a good tandem. 
Kenny Golladay, he's not the only receiver they have. Okay, Sterling Shepard is still there. Did, Darius Slayton is still there. Did you just get a Matt Brader name drop? We got a Matt Brader name drop. Unless we all love a bit of Matt Brader, right? Surely. But you can't tell me that no. Kenny Golladay, Darius Slayton, Wando Robinson, Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Tony, and Ricky Seals Jones aren't enough weapons there. And then you add in the two running backs. You can't tell me that's not enough. I, I, for me, I don't right. You know, name dropping people. I don't think it's their weapons on individually that's the problem. But obviously, in a scheme, it didn't work last year, especially for Golladay, who came from Detroit, where he was all world, looked like the part of a number one receiver, went to the G men, and just looks awful. Um, you know, I think there's these issues that we've got to we've got to take into account. Is Daniel Jones the problem? If Daniel Jones is the problem. How is he meant to take this team to win all these seven games? I'm just, I'm it, not convinced. In my opinion, they're going to get their seven wins because they've got elite playmaking ability in this team, both on defense as the, with their pass rushes and their weaponry on offense. Their weaponry can't stay healthy. Sterling Shepard, Kenny Golladay, Saquon Barkley, Tony, none of them can stay healthy year after year. Do you know what I the, mean, Tony's do, only been in the league for one year. Do you know what the G-Men stands for? The glass men. Because that's what oh. they're all made out of. <laughs> but they've improved their O-line. Like, I think this 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 is a team that has a better direction this year than they've had in the last few years with Joe Judge. But, but if you say they've improved their O-line, have they not just got rid of, like, three out of five of their starters or four out of five of their starters? Yeah, but I actually think they might have improved that. I do think you know, they've improved their, their right side of their line. I think they've improved the center. The one guy in the NFL who doesn't care about on O-line is Daniel Jones. He is the f- most fumble-prone quarterback in the NFL. His O-line might protect him. He's going to run into some fumbles. We've seen that before. But, all right, I'm going 7 and 10. Surely you don't think it's... Are you taking the under or the over on seven wins? Under. 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 Without a, without a shadow of a doubt here. Give him four. Four? Four, four seems four? reasonable. Four seems you can't give more. me. They went four wins this year, and I don't think they've improved any more <laughs> than this year. You don't think they? I, 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 I could have a sneaky suspicion that they'll finish ahead of the Commanders. Well, I mean, time will tell. I mean, I think, I think you know. Let's let's just draw conclusions from it. Me and Shan are both on the same page about this. In that they, we don't see this team doing much more than four wins. And I think we're both on the same page as the reason why. I'll, I'll speak for Shan, even if I might be wrong. But injuries are a big problem for them. They're not going to stay healthy. Daniel Jones isn't the guy at quarterback for them. And he isn't going to get them wins. And also, I don't have faith in their defence. Mm, I mean, if you're looking at that one hole, you're right. The defence is the hole. And I'm looking at that inside linebacking and that corner bo- uh, cornerback position as their weakness. But they're going to have to score a lot of points stay in games if if they can't get that pass rush because they're going to be heavily dependent on young talent to get those sacks all i'm going to say Sean, it's a disappointing pitch because you've not sold either of us it's a good effort but you've not done well enough i'm afraid well, if you're listening new york giants fans please back <laughs> me up <laughs> right let's let's move on i'm i'm gonna take it i think uh, i'm gonna talk to you about the carolina panthers now and give you my my opinion of them 
Um, so first of all, let's start with what is I... this going to be biased from a New Orleans Saints fan? No, 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 no. I'm going to start with what I, I reckon they can achieve this year. And my reckoning is I would give them uh, a six win season is what they're going to be capable of. Okay, okay. I, I can I can work with this right now. Let's so, see where it goes. So let's let's start with the the main thing. I'm not going to talk about schedule or anything like that first. Let's talk about the actual roster. Let's talk about what they've done. Um, first of all, on offense, um, there's still the big glaring problem of the fact that Sam Darnold is their starting uh, QB at this moment in time. Who knows what's going to happen in the next few months? You know, a Baker Mayfield trade or something like that might happen. Garoppolo might happen. Who knows? But at this moment in time when we're doing this podcast, Sam Darnold is penciled in as their starting QB, and that is an issue. Um, obviously, they picked up Matt Coral in the draft, but he, you know, I, I'm not a massive fan of throwing rookies, especially ones that you're picking up in like the third round in straight away, because I, I don't think they give you a great chance of winning, and they could do with time sitting. So that's that's an issue for them. Aside from that, their offense is actually quite on paper. It looks it looks a bit tidy, except for probably the um, tight end position. But like the receivers, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, I like both of them. Rasheed Higgins. You do. Yeah, I do actually. I like DJ Moore. I know this might sound surprising as a as a Saints fan. Robbie Anderson, I like him as that deep threat. Uh, Rashad Higgins is that like third receiver. I think he's quite good. Terrence Marshall, um, didn't see him, a lot of him last year, but I reckon uh, if he stays healthy, he could be be a bit of something for them. That they've also tried to overhaul their offensive line. Um, they drafted Akeem. Ekwon Brunu, which I butchered his name, so I do apologise for that. Uh, they've signed uh, Bradley Brosman, Pat Eiflin, and Austin Corbett in the off-season. So for me, you know, these are good signings to try and help them out. Um, obviously, it comes down as well to Christian McCaffrey's health. If McCaffrey's healthy, they'll obviously win if, more games. If, big if. Of course it's a big if. Actually, no, you know what? I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> like, that's Sham's job. He's going to tell you in a second why why a player who gets injured two years in running is going to get single is going to get injured every single game in his whole career. The Carolina yeah. Panthers' off season has been a butchering from start to finish. The, oh. the names you added there that they've added, I have so many question marks over a lot of their talent. It, but the thing is, we're looking at is it better than what they had this year, and the answer is yes. And is that is that talent enough to get them six wins? Well, uh, did I say me, six? I who's the quarterback six. last year? Who's the quarterback Sounds this tough. year? Who's the head coach last year? Who's the head coach this year? It's the same very guys. True. It's very true. It's very true. The thing, the thing that I think I really like though is the defenses, uh, the defensive additions and stuff that they've made. Um, only two guys really that I'm I'm interested in with this, which was uh, Damian Wilson. Uh, your Jacksonville Jaguars middle linebacker Sham. Um, I think he's a good addition for them to play alongside Shaq Thompson. And also they picked up um, Dante Jackson as a cornerback. Obviously, they, they tried to get Stephen Gilmore. Um, they traded for him last year. He was in the building. They let him walk for whatever reason. Um, but then now that their cornerbacks work well, they've got Dante Jackson, they've got uh, CJ Henderson and JC Horn. Henderson, obviously, another Jacksonville guy. I mean, this might be where they're going wrong. They're picking up people from Jacksonville, but who knows? <laughs> Don't forget Rashawn Malvin. He spent a year with the Jags. Didn't play during the COVID year. I'm just adding that little depth. Uh, I mean, yeah. you, you're right. You, you do say their strength really well, which is that defense. They've probably got the best 
depth at cornerback, you could say, on paper. One of them, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, one one of the highest. And they've got Jeremy Chin at safety. I mean, that's really good. Like Corey Littleton. I really their linebackers have always been good since the Ron Rivera days. Their, their D line is good. Let's talk about the bad though. Um, yeah. Their offensive line. Well, well, I, I don't even mean that. Their Those receivers. Their strength of schedule this year is tied for the twelfth hardest. So, um, although, we, well, I think that twelfth hardest that makes it look like they've got it easier than what I think they have. I think it's <laughs> one of the hardest on paper. I, I wouldn't say that, but when you look at the teams that they're playing, I mean, they've got, got they've got two and... three wins in the Saints in that division, <laughs> two three wins in the Falcons. <laughs> well, this, this is the thing. I, I do believe the Falcons are winnable games for them, and I do believe that they will beat the Saints once because it seems to happen every year that the Saints can't get the the sweep of the Panthers. They always seem to lose one game to them, so I can see that happening again where they get uh, take a game from the Saints. I don't see them beating the Bucks in that division. So they're not going to get a win there. But they also played the New York Giants, the Detroit Lions. They're winnable games for them. Pittsburgh Steelers, a winnable game for them now. And they might also get a scout from one of these teams, which I don't believe are winnable. Um, but, maybe but I, Cleveland Browns, probably the most winnable out of the rest. Unless, well, well, I think those other teams are going to be thinking, oh, we're playing Sam Darnold and that O-line. Very predictable team. Let's, yeah. let's give him some ghost, ghosty nightmares <laughs> and get the win. I think they're one of the teams where you look at and you want to face. Yeah, I, no, I agree. What do you think of their receivers, Simon? Well, looking I, at I, your I, analysis. As I said earlier, I, I, DJ Moore, I like. I, I love think, DJ Moore. He's, I think he's, a he's great underrated. Receiver. Yeah, if, if he had a better quarterback, he the only thing he's lacking from numbers standpoint is touchdowns. And I put that more on the quarterback than him. He's, he is kind of undersized, but at the same time, he's, he run routes great. I think he does everything besides quarterback touchdowns. He reminds me a lot of um, Scary Terry in, in Washington in a lot of, in a lot of ways the way that he plays and stuff. Obviously, he, don't, he doesn't have the touchdown volume of, of uh, McLaurin, but in the way that he plays and, and the way that he runs routes and stuff, it's very reminiscent for me of how Terry McLaurin plays as well. So I, I really like DJ Moore. I think he's I think he's a good receiver for them. Uh, as I said earlier, Robbie Anderson, he's a good deep threat. He's just he's quick and he can spread like stretch the field for you. And then behind that, Terence Marshall, you've not seen much of him. Obviously, they drafted him high last year, but he's been injured. So it depends how he comes back from injury, how he plays. And Rashad Higgins, I think he is a good number three receiver. So, you know, they obviously have guys after that point, like Andre Roberts and Brandon Zystra. But these are guys I don't really know. The, the first four are the ones that I'm really bothered about. And these first four guys, if they're all healthy and it will play to their talent, could play really well together. They, they could Did, be a good group. I mean, we slay the New York Giants as receiving being made of glass. The Carolina Panthers are way worse when it comes to receiving talent, especially when you've got a quarterback who won't be finding any of them. No, how, I, how long before his bench, though? I, I'm pretty convinced that the Panthers well, are going to get someone in. Well, yeah, I think, me too. Do me you reckon too. they're really going to wait until the end? To, to get no. him Mayfield. Matt Corral, I, I, let's let's face it, they drafted him. He fell because of his off the field issues that he's had since high school. He's battled a lot, overcome a lot. But that's why he's fell. He is talented. I don't think he's gonna compete with Sam Donald, but right now, you we're basing on these projections right now. I have the Carolina Panthers probably picking in the top three next year. 
No, I, I wouldn't go. As, I wouldn't go as far down as that because they are better than the, the Falcons in our division, sort of thing. So they're, they're better than them at least. No, give me. I'm. I'm going to say four wins. I'm going to take the under here. Simon. Oh. Sorry for you. Sorry, no, that's all right. I. Th- I think. I think you've convinced me. See, I would have gone eight wins. I'm convinced that they're better than their record last year because you just get McCaffrey back. <laughs> I've I've lost hope in Donald, but I'm convinced they'll get someone else in. So I, I'm pretty confident that in that relatively winnable division, not outside of the books, they'll steal a few games and get eight wins. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, that's that's what I'm sort of hoping on is that they'll they'll win to to meet my target. Anyway, is that they'll get a couple of steal, steal a couple of wins. So now I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. You know, one for two there. Fifty percent people have, have backed me. I'll take it. So let's let's move on. And uh, Shan, give us your thoughts then on the New York Jets. So last year, two of the Jets' victories of their four wins were against the Tennessee Titans and against Cincinnati Bengals, two of the best teams in the AFC. Having said that, I'm not predicting them to beat the Bengals this year again. Um, but I do think they'll improve. I think they'll go from four-win team to a modest five-win team. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Not, mu- not much of an improvement, though, but you reckon a five-win team? I'm, I'm, I'm willing to hear out, though. I'm willing to hear out. I wanted to like this team more. But their schedule, even though it's supposed to be middle of the pack, it seems so hard on paper. Uh, I've got, I underrated the Patriots and the Bills so hard last year. And every single time I did that, they would just keep winning, did keep you? winning, keep winning. I don't remember that at all. I don't well, remember, I remember the that. Mac Jones hate. Yeah, I don't remember you predicting against the Patriots <laughs> every single week. <laughs> it it burned me in our week to week picks. <laughs> Massive. And the Dolphins as well have improved so much. Um, so I really find them hard to get any wins. Maybe they can sneak one, but really, I'm giving them wins against your team, Simon, Detroit Lions, uh, Chicago Bears, Pittsburgh Steelers, Sham, your Jacksonville Jaguars, because Trevor Lawrence hasn't shown anything, especially considering you think Daniel Jones will beat him. Um, can I, can and, I just, and Seattle Seahawks. Can I just throw a disclaimer that Detroit Lions are not my team? <laughs> I like him. <laughs> Are you sure? I don't. Yeah. I, I think this is breaking news for everyone. I, I just like him. They're, they're not my team. The Saints are my team. Stop! Stop throwing. You'll confuse people, Shan, if you keep bandying about this <clears throat> blunder. All right. Uh, can you get this out of the way? In terms of the schedule, they're winning the Jaguars, right? If if Shams picking Daniel Jones to beat yes. the Jags, the Jets are beating them. No. It's, it's a winnable game for them. It's a very winnable game for them. I actually think. They're not going to win the games because of Zach Wilson. I think they're going to win the games because of um, Robert Sala on the defense. No, 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 no. Okay, they're let, let me a go, weekly proposition. Uh, let, let me go with Sham's pitching technique: Zach Wilson, Brees <laughs> Hall, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, mm. Garrett Wilson, mm. CJ Uzoma. Keep talking to me. Like, I mean, talking. I do like those weaponry that they've built up in. Uh, New York Jets land and Joe Douglas has really reshaped that t- room. And their running back room outside of Brees Hall goes quite deep. They'll, you know they're going to splash in some Michael Carter, some Kevin Coleman, some Ty Johnson, which, I mean, none of them are world beaters, but they're a good tandem of, of, to have at the backfield. Well, it, it's, it's the San Francisco brick, like, blueprint, isn't it? They, they have a lot of guys on running back room who are good guys. They're not the best in, like, like not a 10-top, like, r- a number 10 running back sort of thing. They're not a 10-top... They're not a top 10 running back, but there are a lot of good guys that are, are in that range of, like, 30 to 10 sort of thing. 
And yeah. and we were happy with like when you looked at Michael Carter last year, he was pretty good as a rookie. So I think their running back room is pretty loaded compared to um, most most in the NFL. It will compete. And then, but then you go into the receivers, and that's arguably even more loaded after adding Garrett Wilson because uh, Elijah Moore was a high draft pick. Corey Davis, they paid him so much money. I wasn't convinced that he was that worth that much. And CJ Uzoma as well. So, um, I'm a big Uzoma fan. But I, this will I, allow Corey Davis to slot in more to a natural role. Yeah, I think I think the the Wilson pickup, you know, in the draft is really gonna help Corey Davis because it's gonna take some of the pressure off and let him potentially like run that slot a bit more and not be the main focal point. Whereas I think he's not a true number one, so can't be the main guy there. But now they've got enough guys where you don't really Kind of like the Bengals, how the Bengals are. They don't really, in my opinion, have a true number one. They just have a lot of guys who could be that number one role, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And and you'd hope that for them, Garrett Wilson could eventually turn into that bona fide number one receiver in the league, which I won't put it past. Yeah, exa- exactly that, yeah. I mean, uh, and you haven't really even talked about the ad of Lake and Tomlinson. Uh, but you do worry about their tackles. If I'm, if I'm the New York, if I'm a New York uh, Jets fan, I'm really hoping Mackay Beckton turns up in shape yeah. because they've got George Fan opposite him. It's not the most uh, convincing tackle situation. Yeah, let, let, let me get to the O line. Like the, yeah, I've, I've talked about their flash. Like their substance, they need to keep Zach Wilson upright because Zach Wilson might not be, I don't know, Tom Brady, but. They have behind Zach Wilson, Joe, the elite quarterback, Flacco. And trust me, you, we do not want to see him on the field. No offense to him. Uh, but yeah, they do have some question marks. They've, they've got Lake and Tomlinson, but they've got Elijah Vera Tucker, Mackay Beckton. So I think it's, it could be worse. It could be worse. But they'll, they'll be hoping for a better performance this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced of those tackle situations at all. Sorry, all I'm going to say is look at the airline that the Bengals went to the Super Bowl with. So, you know. It's true. Yeah, all but need, Zach Wilson... Need receivers and a quarterback. Uh, he's going to need... Zach Wilson's going to have to play like um, Joe Burrow. And Garrett Wilson's going to have to play like Jamar Chase for that to happen. I still believe that defense is going to carry that team. And that's well, because of Source Gardner, the addition of DJ Reed and Jordan Whitehead. That's really exciting. Well, do, do you just want to make the case for the Jets then? I mean, do you well, want to take I'm this team gonna go, I'm so, going to go over... Shan, you can just uh, you can just take a back seat now. You yeah, it's like put your feet up. Your job's done because Shamel's. Your your job has done, Shan. You he's, have convinced he's, he's, me. Well, by just giving me that option of five wins, I was like, this is simple. This is straightforward. Well, the the biggest question of Mark on defense, right, was Marcus May's departure. Um, how were they going to fill that role? And Ahmad Gardner, Source Gardner, was the perfect cornerback to just slot in right there. Yes, Stingley went right before him, but Gardner's arguably more pro-ready right now, in my opinion. So he fits in. They've got Jermaine Johnson, who they stole in the draft, ready to start. Uh, the big question mark right now is obviously at the safety position. With uh, Salah there at head coach, I, I expect their defence to help keep them in games. I do not trust Zach Wilson to win them games on his own. But I think their defense is solid enough where they can be competitive, which they were last year. They had so many close games. What made you go five and not higher? Because the schedule is rough. Like, let, let me just throw out three random teams: Cleveland Browns. What about the Cleveland Browns? They've got not got the no, it's, Watson. It's, it's, yeah, but it's still it's still a tough game. Green Bay Packers. Yeah, they're not they're not winning. Baltimore Ravens. They're not winning. 
it, it, they, they face a tough schedule. Their division itself is tough. Maybe they can steal some wins, but that's the only reason. Because when I came into this, I was like, this team, give, give me eight wins. But it's so hard <laughs> to see this team get that many in, with the games they're facing. I think as well, like you said, you have to look in the division because the divisions are like where you can um, really get some like easy games and stuff, depending on what division you're in. They're not in the AFC South. So, you know, they haven't got four games that are a gimme. They've got like potentially one of the tougher divisions in the league now with the Bills, the Patriots and the Dolphins. And and these rookies as well, they're, they're stars. But at the same time, we've seen so many stars come in who struggle to make their mark in their first year. I'm not saying that that will happen. I don't think it will. But there's a chance. So for me, I'll, I'll wrap up well, man. You you said you reckon five wins. I actually don't think they're going to make that. Wow. I, wow. No, I, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be clear as to why. Like, you know, the optimist in me would say, yeah, all right, five wins seems seems enough. Like, that seems okay. But it comes back to the opponents that you said about, and it comes back to who they're playing. And, like, you look at the teams that they're, they're potentially playing, and I can see three wins. That's it. So I, I assume wow. Jaguars and Detroit Lions are two of them. Yeah, Jags, Detroit, and the Bears. <laughs> was, okay. Is uh, Seattle Seahawks led by Drew Locke? Pittsburgh Steelers? But the, the Seahawks are a tough team all the time. The Steelers, even though they've got a rookie at QB, their defense is still going to be a, a nightmare to contend with. And I, I just don't see the Jets away beating them because they play these two teams away. And I think that's where it comes down to it as well. It's harder to go to these places. Like playing the Seahawks away, like playing at, playing at Seahawks is quite a tough ask for most teams. So you think... The New York Football Jets could be picking number one overall. I I certainly do. I reckon they'll they're, they're definitely a top five pick next year. Wow, I'm going. I'm giving them six wins. I think they're going to surprise te- teams. You guys are being petty right now. I made a great argument. Five <laughs> wins was nothing controversial, and suddenly now nah, five no, wins no. is terrible. Three wins, six wins. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not being petty. Shams agreeing with you. Sham, Shams basically agreeing with you. But you know, you've won his. You've won his support. So don't get too. You've salty won my support, Shams. Don't get too salty about that. But, uh, like, I mean, I'm doubling on Tay's win prediction. Yeah, if you are. Um, at the end of the day, I just don't see it, Sham. It's it's unfortunate. You were given a tough ass to try and you know convince me that this team is going to do more than what they've done in the past thirty odd years. I just don't see it. They, they just don't have the pieces. I'm still not convinced Zach Wilson's the guy. Um, I don't think he, he showed me enough last year to suggest that. Even But he was a rookie, so, you know, I, I give him a chance. It's just that, you know, with everything else on their squad, um, I, I'm just not, I'm not convinced. And as we talked about, that schedule is filthy. I mean, if, if uh, people are listening, Shan predict, well, gave the New York Jets as his draft winners which is unsurprising um, in our last few episodes. And he's just doubling down on them with his love. And I, I, I'm totally bought in here. I'm that, I'm that bombshell, though, of, uh, of me not wanting to support this New York Jets team. Sorry, New York Jet fans. Uh, we'll end the podcast there for now. We're, we thanks everyone for listening. And what we'll do is we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. Bye.